welcome. Wow. You're absolutely welcome. Wow. So here's the deal. My name is Brian Oak. That is my compatriot, Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show. It is episode 244. Yeah, and we're deep right now, somewhere in a Polynesian jungle. That's very evident, all right? Here's what I've decided. April is always inclement, right? You get a little taste of spring, you get hammered on. You get a little taste of spring, it gets cold and dark and gray. But it's on its way, and I have decided this summer, for me personally, not for anyone else, is the summer of ambient bossa nova. I'm going to follow my exotica dreams. I'm going to listen to all the Brasilia that I can possibly get my hands on. At the record store, so much of it comes through and nobody cares anymore. And I remember one time when I first got into Martin Denny about 20 years ago, I played some for my dad. He's like, we used to cringe when this shit came on. And I was like, well, sorry, Dad. I guess you missed out on a relaxing Polynesian afternoon. Nice little Hawaiian shirt. Even a Tommy Bahama. I'm not mad. You won't do the smoking jacket, though, too? Or? Yeah, this, see, that's not the same vibe. Man. No, that, that's it. more of a dinner music. And, but yeah. again, I also collect those records as well because the covers are oh, so spectacular. They are. They're delightful. But yeah, no, the Exotica Outdoor Bossa yep, Nova. I like it. A lot of palm fronds, a lot of fake animal noises that are being made by tertiary members of the band. I'm a deep fan of that particular kind of music. Martin Denny, Arthur Lyman. My name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show. It's powered by Smart Start MN. In fact, we are in the Smart Start MN studios in the beautiful and historic neighborhood of South Minneapolis, very near 48th and Chicago. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. You do a DUI. Super dumb, but it happened. And so now there's no sense in beating yourself up. You got to start fixing things and fast and for as little money as possible because a Dewey is going to run you quite a bit of money. I don't know if you've heard, Sean. They always say it's around 10 grand. I don't know where that number well, comes from. Well, and I think I think that's if you I think that's the the light side, the generous side. Yeah. I mean, if you blow a Dewey and go double over or damage anything or hurt anyone, yeah. I think you're looking at multiples of that right there. Plus your insurance goes up. Uh, let, so let's look at best case scenario. Things didn't go great, but your insurance finds out and you don't have a car and yeah, sure, you could take an Uber everywhere or try to bicycle your kids over to daycare or whatever it is you have to do. It's not going to work. You Baby be- Bjorn them around. Oh, but I mean, like, what if you're one of those people who, like, is, like, of a very reproductive mindset, and you've got five kids? What are you going to do then? That's just a mindset? Well, no, it ends up being more than a mindset. <laughs> oh, okay. My point is, you want to get back into your car oh, as yeah. soon as possible, and for as little as possible, and the best way to do that is with our friends at SmartStartMN. Yeah, MN. go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Sean... Yeah. Were you, I know, I know that you are a performer at heart. I know you've done oh, a lot of acting. Wow. I mean, no, but, but see, in all sincerity, yeah. I know that you have. But when you were young, were you ever in a high school musical? Yes, I was. What? Which one? I'm not saying. Come on. I'll uh, fess up if you fess up. Okay, Here we go. Well, I'll name the worst one that I was in. Okay. It was awful. Okay, well, just tell me what it was. Little Abner. Ouch. And I was Earthquake Magoon. Ha ha ha. So our two performers here, will they will appreciate it. They had to stuff my shirt because I wasn't strong enough to be Earthquake Magoon. And so I send, I send the tape, the VHS tape. This is in the late 80s. I send it to my uncle back here in Minnesota because I'm down in Arizona. I send him the tape. And about a week later, I get back in the mail 
Sorry, this is my least favorite musical of all time. <laughs> this tape will do you more good than me. My own uncle wouldn't even watch well, the tape of and, me and, as you know, Lil It Abner. probably had very little to do with your performance. Lil Abner is not a great musical, all right? It's horrible. It, it really is It was very a bad, bad choice, and we did Grease, and we did some other stuff, because Grease is like... You know, you know essentially, you got to make money if you're the theater department, and so every yeah. school does Greece because they're like, oh, yeah, people will show well, up because everyone will go. Yeah, exactly. the parents and their parents' parents and everybody. But else. I didn't get Danny Zo- Danny Zuko. Uh, Joel Namie, the jackass, got it. Uh oh, God, that go. guy was a tool. I did not yeah. mean to bring. Oh, up, don't you guys I, hate Joel Namie? Yes, man, what a weasel! I wow. And his girlfriend Trish Longo, remember her? Yeah, are you, are you using real names right now? You think I'm ain't? <laughs> well, they're down the in thing. Arizona, man. But I mean, down in Arizona, I mean, like, so usually the guy who gets the lead in a, in a male fronted production doesn't have like a white hot. He's got a hot girlfriend by theater standards. If you'll use, if you pardon my wow. Wow. Not personal. <laughs> uh, look, look at what I you're looking the, at right I now. I love the okay? theater nerds. Look at what oh, you're yeah. looking at right now. So I'm not I'm not judging anybody's aesthetics. I'm just saying like, you know, automatically because cause there's always in, in every school I find, you know, and I'm not trying to get everything all weirdly gendered. But when I was growing up in Coon Rapids, there was a male lead and a female lead and they got the leads in every single play, yep. every single production. Yep. They were the stars. Kim Karras was. Oh, and she probably lives here and still has friends that, here. Is that the one you dated? No, 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 oh, no. That, that was, was somebody else. That was Kim Storkamp. Oh, Kim, sweet, sweet store camp. I miss you, Kim. Kim, take I, me to the store and get me some groceries okay, camp. Okay, that's <laughs> one of the silliest things you've sorry, ever said sorry. out loud. Um, I had two. I had only two really notable roles in musicals when I was in um, in high school, and the one that I, that I go to the most is Merlin. I was Merlin oh, in Camelot. Yeah, that is cool, though. That's mm-hmm. a cool role. Now, cool. it is a cool role, but here's the problem. Merlin doesn't have a number. Merlin doesn't have a song in Camelot. Oh, that's lame. I mean, he does, you know, uh, educate a young King Arthur, and he does get taken away by Minuet and disappears, and then he's gone, and so since for the rest of the production, they valued my contributions, but Merlin was gone. I was then Sir Sagramore who was able to sing as part of the chorus. It was a very humbling moment to go from Merlin to Sir Sagramore. The reason I bring these things up is we have two talented performers joining us on the podcast today. They are both tried-and-true actors, musicians, creatives, let's call them, and they're both going to be the leads of an upcoming production of a musical... A musical that hit me in the gut like no other. I love old-school musicals. Then there was a period, and I know I'm, I don't even want to say it out loud because I know I'll make enemies in this room. There's just a certain era of modern musicals that I am not a fan of. But then every once in a while, a very clever musical, either made for a movie or a television, comes along. Case in point, uh, once with Marquetta Irglova and with Glenn Hansard as the two leads. And it was, it was heart-wrenching. It was uplifting. It was brilliant. It won an Academy Award. They performed live at the Oscars, but it was unlike any other real musical that's come through. But if you have a romantic bone in your body, it's one of the great musicals of all time. But before we talk more to our guest today and about that particular musical, I wanted to play a song by Glenn Hansard. So Glenn Hansard has done plenty of solo work, yep. and he is the main star and songwriter for a lot of the stuff that's in Once. But his band, The Frames, outside of Ireland... They're not that well-known. Across the European continent, they're a little bit well-known. Inside Ireland, they are second only to U2 in fame and popularity in the last 25 years. They are revered deeply, largely in part, to the songwriting of one Glenn Hansard, who is 
almost overly emotional. You're an Irishman, and so am I, Sean. Are you yeah. very familiar with being over emotional? Um, yeah. You've it heard of like, it? Yeah, I cry. Yeah, often. <laughs> Well, the frame- happy cries, sad cries. Oh, not sure why I'm crying. Crying, cry. <laughs> sitting in the car at a stoplight, yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very, very popular among us Irish folk, including Glenn Hansard. Except he's better at expressing it than almost anybody. And the Frames have put out so many great records, but probably my very favorite is the 2006 record, The Cost, and that's where we find today's first song, a beautiful song called "Song for Someone" on the Brian Oak Show. Dry. Still, my head was halfway around the world. I'm working through your sleeping hours, driven by the promise of a quick return. And I wonder if she'll be the very same. And I wonder if she's gonna break the waves
called Song for Someone. Mm. Uh, music by The Frames, of course, Glenn Hansard being the front man and main artistic influencer of that particular musical unit. But they're great. They're big. They're epic. They're exceptionally Irish. And because bands have been getting announced and shows have been coming out so rapidly, that vacuum that COVID created, it's almost overwhelming how many shows are coming through town. Yes, how many it things is. are getting announced on the daily. I've already sort of used up my 2022 concert budget and it's only april i've been buying tickets for a lot of shows that are coming up going out of town in a month they're all a write-off though because they're research well that used to be the way things worked i'm not going to say which administration trump fucked up the tax code so you can't write all that shit off anymore but trump uh one of the recent administrations did in fact do that anyway let's talk about what actually matters uh glenn hansard from that particular band uh teamed up with marquetta irglova not long after probably before that particular record came out but just a year after that record came out this incredible film came out called once and i remember hearing a buzz about it and people like no 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 you have to see it you know knowing that i was of irish extraction and they're like you know the frames I'm like, of course i know the frames they're like okay well, here, and you're going to love Marquetta, and it's going to be brilliant. And I thought it looked like one of those sort of charming, witty... I mean, to look at the cover of it, or the, the poster for it, for the movie, it looks like a Euro rom-com and with the music as a background. And I'm like, I'll bet that's insufferable, not really knowing anything about the two performers. And then watched it, and in addition to having my heart sore... And then weeping openly and then having my heart sore again <laughs> while I was weeping openly over the ending. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty wild ride. And the music throughout is so good. These people have extremely mundane and often difficult lives, but then also reach these soaring heights. Anyways, for people who haven't seen once, there's a reason it's so highly regarded. There's a reason that the main theme behind it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, and there is a local production of Once coming up that is going to feature, well, as its two leads, a former guest on this show, one Leslie Vincent. Hello, Leslie. How are you? Hi, Brian. It's nice to see you. Good to see you, too. And Chris Paulson. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks. Good. All right. Very well. It's nice to have you both back. Let's clear up just a couple personal notes before we talk about this upcoming production because I'm obviously a fan, right? And so there's nothing you can say that will make me not want to go and see you do this live. Um, but I want to take care of a couple things. Chris, I'm going to start with you because yeah. we haven't met face-to-face before. Who the hell are you? <laughs> no, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean that there is not a wrong answer there, but I don't know you. So where are you from? No, I know. I, I feel like I was just doing a, 
introduction, I just took a new job so with all the new coworkers. Oh, no. Oh, like, dear. Tell us about yourself. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do an icebreaker, Chris, shall <laughs> oh, we? Yeah. Man. All right. No, just kidding. Tell me where you're we from. We can do a yeah. trust fall. Let's do a trust fall. No, no, no not with Sean. Don't. I'll no. tell you right now. I got a bump what? on the back of my head still. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I live in Golden Valley. I started as a, a high school choir teacher out of college. Ooh. I studied yeah, music in college. Cool. My um, wife is a music educator, okay. so I get it. Yeah. And it was a wonderful job. And it one of those moments where you kind of wake up and I was thinking, man, I kind of want to do something with my own art, but you're yeah. just terrified of it. Oh, like, am yeah. I going to leave a stable job and do that? Yeah. And, but not even do the thing. But so I, I took a job in New York and tried to um, do classical music production out there. And I mm. sang with a classical chamber group and then kind of around pandemic brought me home. Um, really missed the theater. Oh, yeah. Got back in theater, kind of found a job to, I call it like my fundraiser. Or for doing doing music, and uh, yeah, so here I am. So doing music in the th- in the city. Um, and you just—I mean—you grew up singing and acting, and this is all part of your blood. No, my my, my whole family is is um, charter accounts. Yeah, exactly. My my grandfather was a choir director, but I think that's the only like music blood that that lives on in my family. So all, when's the first time you wet your toe in these waters? I know. So I was just a kid crippled with anxiety in high school mm. playing baseball yeah um at competitive school and then i dropped baseball because all my friends were in choir and theater and i just love these friends and they were just to um connect with them super easily so i just joined choir and then one thing led to another and then um wanted to sing a little more in college but i was still just terrified of singing by myself where openly. was college luther college oh Decora, my gosh Iowa. yeah 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 terrific school yeah so um wait a minute not a great we- choir too down there yeah, now, yeah you're probably too young but not weston noble oh not yeah Weston noble is really was one of my favorite humans ever i got to have lunch with him many times when i was in all-state choir long 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 ago yeah weston noble was our conductor oh, and i mean he's sort of like an otherworldly choir a choral figure right <laughs> yes he's he's from like a different realm yeah. he's one of those figures you walk in and everyone's just there it, or when he walks in a room everyone's suddenly like shh no yes. one talks. There's a hushed reverence when someone of that caliber walks into the room. Yeah, so I got to, I was singing, um, it's called the Nordic Choir that he used to conduct, and he came in one day and directed for us, and he would, his gesture was the, truly the smallest, little, <laughs> called like an ictus, yeah. ever, mm-hmm. but it was the clearest thing ever, and so he was just this this musician who was so simple with his craft and could connect so easily, and that was one of the early music moments for me that I was like, oh, there's something more here. Right. Do this art form. So choir was my huge thing. I fell back into music theater. Um, kind of just an eclectic jumble of music interests. Yeah. Leslie, um, we last time, so I've seen you since then, but the last time you were sitting in this very room was for a podcast prior to a performance by Champagne Drops. And that was still, I mean, that was pretty pandemic-y back yeah. then, right? I mean, <laughs> did anyone go or was everyone in masks or boy in the plastic bubble kind of stuff? I actually think I came on to talk about the album that Emily and I made, which we recorded in our basement right, separately. Right, right. Oh, yeah, right, right. Never got to do any sort of release of it. Nothing. Just, nope, not one thing. Um, she's joined me on stage a couple of times, but we just ended up, I don't know, putting it in the world and moving on. Well, and I mean, you are a performer and an actor and it's very, very much in your blood and it's evident even just from sitting in a room with you. So I did most recently see you in person over the holidays. (laughs) Uh, I was the guest Santa for one of the many performances of a very diehard Christmas. I was invited back, which was very nice, which means I didn't screw it up entirely the first time. Oh, no. Uh, And it's such a fun show and it's so dynamic (laughs) and so weird. It's always sold out and the crowd is so into it. How many years have you? been doing that now oh gosh i think that was my fourth year okay 
I just, it's, there's so much fake blood. There's, and there's so much fake blood. It was so blood. well done. I saw it too. I saw it like two nights after you were on it. But yeah, it was so good. You so know that Josh chaos. married us, right? That Josh was the officiant. I did know wedding. that. I did no, know see, that. I yeah. didn't. And that was going to yeah. lead to my next question. Okay. But what a, what a perfect seamless segue. <laughs> oh, because since I've it. seen you last too, you've also betrothed yourself to another. You are married. I am. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And Josh was the person who married you. And he was, and he did a beautiful job. I thought it was an odd choice to have him wear the tank top with the blood while he... <laughs> it looks great him. in the photos. It's, it's true. You you two really shine compared to him. And he didn't get any blood on my dress. It was That's perfect. so sweet of him. So you're so very thoughtful. new into married life, yeah? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we, I mean, we got engaged. Like the, the awkward side. No. Yeah. We got engaged yeah. so long ago that it honestly feels like we've been married. We got engaged yeah. 2018. Okay. Supposed to get married 2020. Oh. So and the world got weird, didn't it? It got super weird. Yeah. Um, we postponed twice. So by the time we finally got married, it kind of felt like a formality. Like yeah. we bought a house together. We yep. have a dog together. We are, we've been married a long time. So why complicate it by including the government? It sounds like you already the diamonds, had everything are you kidding? Look oh, how many diamonds you. I have. Oh, hello. Come on now. Good call. Wowza. Good call. All right. Very good. You know what? <laughs> Leslie, as smart as she looks. All right. Very good. <laughs> the two of you are going to be part of this production, which kicks off before the end of the month. And I want to talk more about the history of once, where this production came from, how you became involved with it. But I don't like to go on too long before. We hear music, right? Otherwise, even when people are fascinated, they like a little musical interlude mm-hmm. to go get a sandwich or a beverage or hit the restroom or something. And this particular track right here, this is an Academy Award winning song. And I'm actually probably going to hit the restroom during the song because if I sit here, this is on my... I, on the cry list? It is, I actually have a, a list on my computer of songs that make me cry. And I don't really mind crying. I sort of enjoy the emotional release. I feel like it's healthy as long as you're not doing it all the time. How like, many of the other songs are from the Carpenters? Um, I don't know if they have one. Although, <gasps> if, anybody, if anybody says one negative word... I love about, the Carpenters. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying about Karen Carpenter's voice. Oh, love She it. might have the purest tone. Unreal. Other, I wasn't kidding. Oh, no, no. Dude, I'm a deep, deep fan, but none of them make me cry. This particular song right here, though, I'm going to weep openly if I don't step out of the room. So okay. this is sort of the emotional centerpiece of that record, that moment, that time. And it is the song that they got to perform at the Academy Awards and ultimately wound up, uh, ended up winning an Oscar for uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquetta Irglova. Didn't they have a name as a band? Didn't they call themselves the Happy Sundays or the... The Swells? The swells. There it is right swell there. Season. Or swell season. Swell season. Swell season. Swell season. Thank you yeah. very much, Chris. I appreciate that. Anyway, whatever it's called, whatever it means to you, here it is. We'll come back more and talk about once next on The Brian Oak Show.
Got back from the bathroom about 10 minutes too early, or 10 seconds rather, so if you can just let me pull it online here for one second. They could sing it as Cartman, and then I don't think you'd have the same feeling. That's really good. Sorry. Now see, seriously. Here's the, here's, the, here's, Sorry. The, here's the great thing about South Park is if you've ever seen Bigger, Longer, Uncut, my wife hates South Park. Oh, mine right? does too. Yeah. But I made her sit down and watch uh, Bigger, Longer, Uncut with me. And about halfway through, she's like, was this written by people who actually write musicals? I'm like, no, it was Trey and Matt. And that's why we've been, they've since gone on to become good at that. She, she kept getting, even though the words are foul as hell, and even though it is incomprehensibly just profane, she sat there and marveled and we watched the whole thing because they're really, really good at what they do, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yes. I mean, I'm just rewatching South Park right now and I'm like, God, they're so good. And I mean, but fearless as well. Yes. And timely. I remember when it used to come out, like something would happen on a Monday and the new one would come out on Wednesday and they had it. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that that mm-hmm. fast? Anyway, yeah. they were great, but their, their love of the musical, as obviously you share, Sean shares, I share, yeah. uh, is evident to say the least. So once is the new musical. Tell me when it begins, when is opening night, and where is it going to be happening? So the show opens April 29th and Mm -hmm. runs through May 15th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's going to be out in New Prague at Delco Arts. And Delco is D-A-L-E-K-O for people who want to know, correct? That's correct, yeah. New Prague's only like 40 minutes away, isn't it? From like the south side of... Yeah, it's not that bad. No. No, look, people are always like, New Prague, I don't have all weekend to go do it. (laughs) It's 40 minutes away. Like, if you tried to, on a Friday night, navigate your way from our neighborhood that we're in right now all the way to the heart of Uptown, that's 25 minutes right there. It's nothing to get yourself out there. Now, I haven't been out there before. Dalico Arts, that's the name of the theater? It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. I think the theater has a different name. It might yeah. be called the New Prague Theater, okay. but I can double check. Okay, well, you know what? Then we can cut that part right out, and that's that sounds fine. Great. But, uh, but um, I just, you know, so Dalicote Arts is a collective, yeah, and they put on productions at various places. Uh, they they are right in New Prague. They always okay. perform at that theater. Um, so they're run by Ben T G and Amanda White. All right. So Chris and Leslie, did you two know each other prior to meeting for this particular production? Nope. No. New buds. New buds. New buds. All I, right. I did recognize Leslie. We have a mutual friend named Kai Brewster, so I know you've collaborated with, and he's an old dear friend of mine, and I would do music with him as well, but I remember the audition. I was like, you look familiar, but I don't know why. Yeah, so I do, if you've seen the Dolly tribute show or the Shania Twain tribute show at the Turf Club, right? I do that with Kai Brewster and his uh, little too short to be Stormtroopers band <laughs> that's the name now that's really yeah right i love there. those guys so much so much so you obviously both i i mean unless one of you has like a, a compromising photos of someone you both had to audition for this is that still how it works in yep. the acting game yep and i mean was it an arduous process do you i guess what i'm asking is as you get older as you have more experience in both theater and live music do you become less nervous in the audition process because i think in people's day-to-day lives even if they have to interview for new gigs right the constant sort of grind of auditioning i mean you're gonna you're gonna get turned down for a lot of stuff but then when you get something that's awesome right i mean but does it get easier to audition as you get older 
And I'm not calling either of you senior citizens, but you know what I mean, all right? <laughs> I mean, I think it's obviously different for everyone. For me, it always feels like nervousness turns into just anticipation, to just like, can we just do this in the, the room, feeling the energy to go? Um, that space kind of just forces you to, for me at least, just to, to bring what you have in that moment. you got to think you have got to have this polished thing. But at least in, in audition rooms that I feel are really collaborative, they just make space for like whatever pops up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Typically, we're cold reading, which means like we get this, the, the scene for the first time and we're going through it and you're not going to know what happens next. But it makes you be present as an actor to just kind of authentically listen to your scene partner. And sometimes magic can happen from that, those organic moments. So I know that happened when I read with you. Did you two read together before you got the gigs? Yeah. As part of the audition Yeah, as process. part of the audition. So we sent in uh, virtual auditions, and then we had an in-person callback. So we, we read together and sang and played together. So Once is the story of a working-class Irish kid who you know works with his dad at what an appliance repair store, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, and then this young Czech immigrant who's part of a larger family. She's a single mom, or at least estranged from her child's father. And suddenly, this very interesting friendship starts to develop, and it's very much built around the music. The mm-hmm. songs very much inform the sort of direction it takes, and it's really sort of a whirlwind. It's not a long-term relationship. And it doesn't, even though it's one of, what's the right word? I don't want to say the happiest endings of any love story I've ever seen, but it is satisfying, it is. despite the fact that it's heartbreaking, right? I mean, and I don't I was want to spoil spo- Well, let's not spoil it. I don't it, want to spoil it for okay. anybody who hasn't seen it, All but right. also, I mean, my God, it was over 15 years ago. Yeah, that's true. See the goddamn movie, or instead, perhaps go see this particular production. Is there a place that people could go right now to get information about this? Yeah, the Delico Arts website will have all the ticket information and um, and all that stuff. And then if you follow me on social, I'm always posting about it and um, putting that ticket link in good places for people to click on. I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Leslie, I'm just joking. The last time yeah. you were on this show was almost 100 episodes ago. You were here last April. And then, obviously, though, there were in the teeth of the pandemic. You don't get to go out and promote your new record that I'm sure you were very proud of and you loved. And what you would like to do is go bring it to the masses because you are someone who likes to be on stage. I do. I know you I do. I know. And it's part of your lifeblood. And for you, Chris, as an actor, and these last two years had to have, for lack of a less technical term, sucked out loud, right? I mean, like, man, that's, oh, what, that's what you want to do, right? But now, so this is my point. I mean, we've talked to everybody. We started this uh, podcast, John, right before the pandemic yeah. really bit. And so basically what we've done for over two years is talk to people about how shitty it is to try to be a musician, live performer, entrepreneur, whatever the case may be during a global pandemic. But here we are. It's not over yet. I know a bunch of people who just got COVID. It's starting to spike a little bit. But people, now that they're boosted and they're vaxxed, it seems to be less of an impact and then we're slowly slowly very cautiously getting back to normal life but you're doing a live production again it's got to feel good right it feels great yeah i will say that all the anxiety or um any of the negativity that i may have brought to previous productions where i'm so worried i don't have any of that i'm just every second the other day one of the cast members came up to us and said Oh, man, I hope that, you know, thank you for being so patient as we work out some of these ensemble moments. And I was like, I love every second. I love every second that I'm working, every second I'm on a break, every second that I'm in the room collaborating Mm -hmm. with the cast and director is the best moment. So you've obviously both seen the film long before you ever auditioned for the role. You hear that this role is going to come up. What 
again, no spoiler alerts, but I mean, what is it? What's it going to look like? Is it is it a stripped down set, or is it is it full blown streets of Dublin? Is it? I mean, are you going to be speaking in a Czech accent? Are you going to be speaking in a heavy working class Dublin accent? Yeah, so we're gonna um, we're gonna pay homage to the to the movie and to the musical, which does deviate from the movie uh, quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but put our own spin on it. So uh, there will be accents. Um, we're going to have a really, it's a really intimate, warm house. It's definitely, um, a musician's house. Um, just the way that that theater is built. So very intimate. And then the cast plays the instruments. So the, the instruments are right there in your face, people dancing and playing and singing and acting all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think Amanda was talking about this, our director. And one of the special things about this venue and the show and the music, I mean, the Irish culture has this just like community and mm-hmm. music are like just yes. together. Mm-hmm. and it, the show um it's not a spoiler but it starts with this just uh irish music and their heritage just the space is so alive with it so mm-hmm. as an audience you're brought right into the story and the intimacy of the space and the story just go hand in hand really well and one thing i hadn't appreciated till amanda said it is that new prague has a huge czech population so oh, yeah. members of the community are coming in to help with some of the Czech translations. We oh, sing wow. in Czech. Um, and so they that that theater out there is very much a part of the community. And that community is so excited to have their culture represented. And I, I feel very honored to be a piece of that. Wow. The, the musical cool. once it kicks off at the end of the month. We'll talk more about it just ahead. But let's go ahead and get another song. Now, this one is not from the musical. As I recall, Stevie Wonder predates the events in once by some decades, <laughs> but still is with us today, luckily, but has created some incredible music. I always make sure that guests get to pick some music when they come through. And the song Overjoyed we're about to hear is mm. brilliant. Why are we going to hear this one? I have just... These last couple of weeks, I've just been seeking out these large chords that Stephen Wonder is just so brilliant with and just made way for these incredible artists after him. Um, And he he just selects them so beautifully and it just moves beautifully. I think it's a perfect song.
like a Gandalf. Oh, I, I mean like oh, my lord. I mean yes. seriously from the time he was a child the gift was evident and despite not you know the obvious impediment of being blind still manages to become I would say a top 10 American songwriter the end of that sentence. Did you see no Summer doubt. of Soul by the oh, way? Oh yeah. And the fact that I didn't know he could play drums. That was the opening scene of Summer oh of Soul. Oh my gosh, that yeah. was crazy. Summer of Soul tweaked me out so bad yeah. because I sat there. It was one of those times where my wife was out of town doing something with the band. My daughter was off with her friends. I'm like, I was bored. I'm like, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking myself to a movie. And I went to Summer of Soul. I was one of three people in the entire yeah. audience. It's literally Woodstock except Black Woodstock in Harlem over the course of several weekends throughout the summer of 1969. And then after that that amazing, unbelievable footage was taken, it sat in a basement for fifty I know. years. The, the Sad. world the world is not just, man. And then so yeah. and then Questlove went through it. What I want to see is the raw, uncut fifty hours yes. of footage of, every, of that entire because I mean they obviously pulled the best bits, but yeah. man, Nina Simone in mm. there, her her nature of performing live is almost menacing. It's It's got like a dangerous rock edge to it. But she's singing about things more real than I've ever had to face in my entire life. Yep. That performance right there live, I just I was utterly captivated by the whole. And then the in-between stories, the interstitial stuff. Before we get back to our guests, Leslie and Chris, uh, Sean Bernard, you, I know because I follow you on social media and you never shut up about your realty <laughs> job. Uh, I'm just kidding, of course. I know you just did another closing and made another donation to another local musician. Yeah, uh, somebody that, uh, so we go to this very progressive church when we feel like it, uh, called St. Joan of Arc in South Minneapolis. They do lots of, uh, social justice work there. And, uh, we've been very involved with them, but, uh, an artist named Robert Robinson, who's one of the best vocalists in the state of Minnesota, in my opinion, uh, he performs every Palm Sunday and every Easter and 
surprise, Brian. Every year I cry my eyes out while he's singing because I get so overwhelmed by his voice. Well, and that's that. there's no shame yeah, in that game, yeah. man. I love that. That's it's a great. big part of my spirituality is music, yep. just like it is with a lot of people. But um, he's had a lot of health issues, and I'm going to donate a portion of both the sell and the buy from this uh, the latest clients of mine uh, to Robert Robinson. So I do this for, you guys probably don't know this, but I... Uh, I donate a portion of every real estate sell and buy to a local artist musician of the seller or buyer's choice, just a way to give back. There's so many artists and musicians that have been hit so hard by this pandemic and uh, just a way to be able to give back. But Robert, with his uh, health bills and everything else he's had to deal with, I think will be a great choice. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. Tons of realtors out there, but... You know, go with the one that might give back to your community a little bit. Well, it also isn't a complete. Not a complete. What's the right word? Fart knocker? No, I don't. I don't think we can say those words. We can anymore. say fart knocker. Can we? Yeah, I, I, w- so. I was going to say tool, but I guess you know those. I, I, maybe that's a universal Pace term. Eater. I don't really know. Yeah, ham and anchor. Uh, I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. Our guests today are Leslie Vincent and Chris Paulson, a couple local performers and actors who are going to be taking the leads for the new production of Once, which is going to be happening in New Prague beginning in late April, running through mid-May. And we'll give you more details on exactly how to do that. In fact, when we promote this on social media, I'll make sure to have all the right links in there so people know exactly where to go. Are tickets already on sale? They sure are. Okay, so people could literally, as they're listening to this, they could look it up and get their hands I'm on I'm getting tickets. tickets right away. I can't Ooh. wait to see this show. So. Yeah, no, awesome. I just expect that I'll be on the guest list. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm out of comps. No, we're, 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 in, we're in a new era where I don't ask for comps anymore. I don't either. It's no. been quiet for two years. Artists have had to be on the butt end of it yep. for a long time and not in the good way. And it's um, bad news. And so, no, I, I, I don't ask for comps. Anymore. That's why I've been buying all the concert tickets that I've been buying. Usually I could rely on comps, but let's just go ahead and spend a little money on art over the next year or two, shall we? Can we balance the scales a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we look ahead, obviously, it's not too long now until you get started. You're probably neck deep in rehearsals right now. But I know this isn't the... <clears throat> You know, maybe it's like a sports team where you're like, we're only focused on the next game, Uh, you know, but obviously this game will wrap up in mid-May. Chris, what does the rest of your 2022 look like? What a great question. I am looking forward to um, a summer of rest. Good for you. I I mean, I feel like I've been surprised and also not surprised by getting back into an artistic process. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting after being out of it. And um it, it it it's a blessing to be a part of it, but I think as we've learned, especially working a lot before the pandemic, that like we need rest. Everybody. we need down like sustained downtime. Yes, so, yep. um, I'm looking forward to seeing art and seeing shows throughout the summer and just um, being inspired. Recharge the batteries. Hanging out with friends, whatever. I mean, you can't really create unless you've had some experience to create from. I think that's sort of universal. Whether you know you're a, a very pedestrian. What would you say, B or C grade DJ like I am? Well, I think you're A grade, man. Oh, settle down. You're the you're the industry standard. Here, here we go. Here you we are. Go. There's so few. Okay, all right. I mean it. I, you really I, that, are. You're such a gem. Such a peach. That's, that's really <laughs> kind love of you. That's not what I was going after. My point is, no matter what one does for a living, one needs to recharge the batteries with friends, with family, with indulgences, with free time, or as I've learned over the last six months. If I'm in bed by 8 o'clock every night when the alarm clock goes off at 4 a.m., I feel like a human being. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it does every day. So just lay down at 8. What am I missing? You know what I'm missing? Nothing. 
shitty television, infomercials, and very, very bad decisions out of the bar at one in the morning. <laughs> Leslie, what does the rest of your, in addition to this, because I know you've got another gig coming up this week. I mean, you're going to be out performing, right? Yeah, so I just can't say no to performing after two years of having so little of it. So I'll be at KJ's um, on Thursday with a Amy Winehouse, Carol King tribute show. Wow. Um, it's gonna, we did it a couple weeks ago and it was, it was such a blast. Yeah, for, so doing that again. For people who don't know where KJ's hideaway is, where Thank is KJ's so, hideaway? Uh, KJ's is where Vucre or artist quarters oh, yeah. uh, used to be. So right under Park Square, downtown St. Paul. Yep. And then after the show wraps up, I'm gonna, Fingers crossed, go back into the studio and make another solo jazz album. So been working on some arrangements and um, some songwriting of my own. So going to see if I can uh, put that together and then... Oh, if you can. Okay, good <laughs> nice. one. Nice false when modesty I- there. <laughs> nice. uh, I wonder if Leslie's going to be able to pull a jazz <laughs> record out. Huh. Okay, okay. okay. Right, I'm, just, I'm giving you a hard time. Um, you yeah, know, that's, I mean, yeah. Well, and if anybody doubts uh, Ms. Vincent's... Uh, uh, credentials i don't know what happened to you but you glammed the hell out of your website you look good oh my gosh thank you so much for noticing because i did that all on my own wow. and i'm very proud of it you thank should be you. it's, it's lesliedeliavincent.com but i mean like i mean you know you always look good but you look like a million fucking dollars oh, all so over this website that. i should i just want to shout out um Tom Smouse did some photos for me. Yeah. He's a um, music uh, musician photographer, and he's just looking to build his portrait portfolio. Cool. So if you're a musician listening, um, find him on social. He's just like a gem of a human and did those for me for free. And like you should pay him all the money. Can they can they find his name at your website? No, I'll okay. add that in. <laughs> So you're somewhat appreciative. You can edit that part kind out. Of you're of oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. No, that's a, just give me his name again. Tom Smouse? All right, that's you, stop. It's okay. That's the way life <laughs> is. Like, all right, life is messy, and there are a few hiccups. And Tom, don't worry. If you ever really want to be appreciated, you can come and do some photo work for the Brian Oak Show podcast. Photo cred powered by <laughs> Smart Stuff MN. Just saying, we got a wealthy benefactor behind us. <laughs> um, before I let either of you go, because we are we are running short on time. Um, it's lovely to see you again, Leslie, and it's n- very nice to meet you, Chris. This is going to be cool. It, it's an emotional performance as actors. I want to I want to ask you because I always love to find out how artists ply their trade, right? Like sometimes they sit down and they're very mm, about it or it's just going through the motions even if they're able to execute their their toil very well, right? But other times I mean like to get into a scene to I can tell that neither of you are method actors because neither of you are talking in weird accents right now, which I appreciate. Not yet. Not yet, exactly. <laughs> but as we get closer <laughs> I kind of wish you were now. Shit, maybe we should start over. No, I'm just kidding. Um, give us a little bit of uh, no, no, it. Can you, you give know, us you a know, little? No, 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 that's not where all I was right, heading. Right, I, was heading right. I mean, and if they want to, they can. But I mean, like, especially in a performance like this, there are scenes with genuine emotional heft. You ever get caught up in it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The other day, I we did a we did an emotional scene, and then I went off stage, and then the director said, "Actually, I want you on stage." And I sat on stage while Chris sang a song and I just wept. And I remember thinking, I hope Amanda realizes I'm actually not acting right now. I'm just sometimes you have to just let those impulse emotions out once. Mm. And then the next time it's easier. Right. If I just hold it in. yeah. Yeah. So I just I just let myself weep. And then later I went to her and said, "Okay, can you help me shape how do I go from this moment to this moment to this moment? That's not just me self-indulgently weeping on stage. Right, yeah. um, but, I, you know, I feel this piece so emotional. Emotionally, I've I've 
held on to it for so many years. It's just one of those like transformative pieces from my youth. So I just try to feel it and then let it go. One thing I'm trying to do is after rehearsal, not listen to it, right? So I get in my car and I put on Feist or Wilco or Nico Case, something that I love that kind of reminds me of this era in my life, just to say, hey, I'm back to being myself. I don't have to carry this weight. I don't I don't have to bring these emotions home. They're not mine. I serve the story. I leave it on stage. And then I feel like I can really put my heart into it without sacrificing my own mental health or my emotional health. Well, and that's an important distinction. Now, I ask this kind of question to almost every songwriter that comes in here because it is your job to articulate those heavy, heavy, heavy emotions. But there's got to be a way to compartmentalize. Otherwise, it's going to eat you alive. Absolutely. It will crush you. Chris, what about you? I mean, do you ever get caught up in it? Is it easy to walk away from it? I mean, are you ever like weighing, laying awake at two in the morning haunted by the nature of the ending of this particular story? Oh, man, it's a good question. I'm thinking about, let's just talking about the, you know, the back end of rehearsal, and I think about going into it, and sometimes, every show is different. I find, in particular, for this um, story and this book or the script or the um, the actual music and the lyrics, I, I will play a song right before I go to rehearsal or end the space, and I'll play through something to get into the space, because the lyrics are written so, so well, and it's integrated into what's going on so well, and, you know, in the story, and this isn't a spoiler, but you know, these are songs written for an old love of his while he's interacting with someone new. But they they coincide together, so I, I just kind of let the let the music do the work, and it puts you in the space. Um, I I have a question that I don't think will ruin the show, but I just wondered this uh, from a actor standpoint: is the fourth wall broken and then back to just within the scene, and then broken and back into the scene, or is it? It sounds like the fourth wall is broken right away, but then you go back into just being with each other. Is that is it go back and forth with this production of it? or? Yeah, I mean, in the theater itself is so intimate that yes. to pretend the audience isn't there is just, a, it doesn't serve the authenticity yeah, of the story. I gotcha. And the music, like the ensemble goes into the house. Um, so there, it's very much like you're part of the... Which is Irish culture, too. I mean, as, as Chris mentioned yeah. earlier, that I've been in the Irish pubs where you're invited with the band to sing and to be part of it. And it's very communal. So I think there's a sense of communal, but also a sense of like when there is storytelling, um, not so much mugging to the audience or so having some intimate moments and then broken up by the, the music really being um, a wave with the audience connecting point, not like looking over their heads as though they don't exist. They're right there. We see them. Um, So really helping them feel part of the story and feel that community aspect while telling some of these cool. more intimate moments. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward Ooh. to it, too. Now, Chris, one last question for <laughs> yeah. you. Um, Glenn Hansard doesn't really have a middle speed. He's <laughs> either singing at two miles an hour or he's singing at 150 miles an hour, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like where yeah. his heart is not just on his sleeve, it's on his forehead, and it's coming out so hard, and you know for fuck's sake he fucking means it. Yeah. Like it's, but in the best possible way. Are you trying to emulate that, or are you doing the Chris version of this particular character? Yeah, it's a great question. For me, at least, you always have to bring yourself into it, because yeah. that's what's going to feel authentic. I know what you mean. Look, even Glenn's guitar, his actual guitar that was you know in the film or used, you can see it's just like... Brutalized. Been, it's been brutalized. It is like, it's him. You yeah. know? Yes, and that's, exactly. that's such a cool part of it. So I, especially with an artist like him, who I grew up listening to, and just it's such an influence, it's tough to not feel like you have to step into something, but... Yeah. I know. I, for me, it just happens organically, and I'm myself throughout it. And again, you just you just let the words and the music do the heavy lifting. If I ever think I have to 
bring something else. I'm like, no, no, just let the words do it. And it, and it helps. There's mm-hmm. a lot of power in the piece. The piece is called Once. It is an Academy Award winning film. And even if it didn't ever win an award and no one ever heard about it and nobody celebrated, you should fucking watch it. It's so good. It's just, it's, if you have a romantic iota somewhere hiding inside of you that you feel is long since dormant maybe mm-hmm. like the Grinch your heart will grow three sizes that day because it is it's beautiful mm-hmm. and inspiring and I think that the ending it's not a twist ending but it's not a perfect wrapped up in a bow ending and that to me right there feels very very Irish I agree it feels very I was so Irish. Thr- I was loved at the ending oh yeah. I, well it's, it's human it's just yes. very human. way too human the performance is called once it happens April 29th through May 15th at Dalico Arts if you go to DalicoArts.com that is D-A-L-E-K like Dalek like exterminate O Arts <laughs> anybody else Doctor Who no nothing no, no, okay all right. no. sorry those, those, listen, Grandpa. Tom Baker era, all right? Am I right? Who's out there with me? Where are my, <laughs> where are my Whovians at? DalicoArts.com is where you want to go. April 29th through May 15th. Tickets are available now for this performance for once. Chris Paulson, thank you very much for coming by. Leslie Vincent, I did not mean to be cynical about the notion of marriage. I'm exceptionally happy for you. Thank you so Congratulations. Much. You thank will you. live to regret it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, he's just I'm being kidding. almost entirely sarcastic i just it's hard not to it's such a it's such a rich juicy bit to chew on right there marriage <clears throat> anyway i'm back Anyways. um no, it's gonna be fine you're fine ali wong is getting divorced do you guys know this or care who Aww. ali wong comedian extraordinaire yes. baby yeah. cobra yeah 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 she just released a new comedy Aww. special on Netflix, and she just announced that she's getting divorced. Aww. And to make matters worse, the they used the wrong, like the press used the wrong photo of her husband, and oh, they used no. Randall Park's photo instead. Oh, it was no. her star, "Always Be My Maybe," and I wept this morning about that, and I'm Aww. still very sad. And I just feel like marriage is like so sad. For well, her. it's 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 fragile, and a lot of people don't make it. But uh, that's why I'm wishing you all the very Thank best so because much. it is pretty amazing, actually. Thank you. Do the work. Do okay. the work. Do the work. Certainly in these early days. Is this uh, my marriage counseling right yeah, now? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Sorry. <laughs> in this building we're in where the Smart Start MN yes. studios are, literally every other office on this floor is a counselor. Um, and so I feel in a way, whether you're counseling us or we're counseling you, that healing is beginning right here. All right. I mean, I don't know if we had a breakthrough today, but I feel like we really laid some important groundwork. Uh, Leslie and Chris, thank you very much. I want to thank Smart Start MN for all of their support over the years. Thanks to AudioQuip. AudioQuip has provided us with all this excellent equipment in the room. And now that the world is opening up again, maybe you're putting on a small performance somewhere. Maybe you just want to have a sweet DJ set up at your lemonade stand. Maybe you've got a band getting back out there. A TED Talk, whatever the case may be, get a hold of Nate and the crew at AudioQuip because they do exceptional work and they have proper professional state-of-the-art equipment. good people who somehow made it through the pandemic. Please support them. It, please, please, please. Sean, thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, yeah thanks, I'll Sean. see you again okay. soon. Thanks, and break a leg. <laughs> thank all right. You. I think really best of it. I hope to get out there to see it once April 29th through May 15th. There's no hoping. There's only doing, Brian. Dalek- <laughs> <laughs> Someone put a meme on my page the other day <laughs> given my love of Husker Du that said uh, there is no Husker, uh, there is no Husker try. 
There's only Husker Du. <laughs> nice. Well, which I thought you was, need a t-shirt that says I that. probably really do, actually. <laughs> All right. We are going to call it. We have to call it now. We're at the hour mark. And according to popular statistics and metrics, most people stopped listening 15 minutes ago, <laughs> in which case they missed the best party. Fun. Yes, they <laughs> did. Yeah, um, those. Before we Jerks. go, please tell me about the final song we're going to play and why this is an interesting selection to round things out. So uh, we're going to end with one of Girl's songs from uh, from Once and... Glenn Hanser gets a lot of love, but I think Marquetta should also get some love, too. Yes. She's a beautiful, beautiful Czech Icelandic uh, singer-songwriter, and her work in this film is just absolutely stunning. So um, I just want to give her her props and hope you enjoy her singing. Are you really here, or am I dreaming? I can tell dreams from truth. It's been so long since I have seen you I can hardly remember your face anymore When I get really lonely And the distance causes only silence Yeah.